Are you sparkling super hard? Are you destroying all the demons in your path? Well, you are in the right place, my friend. Recorded on International Women's Day, episode 12, that's right, episode 12 of Sparkle and Destroy is a treasure trove of feminist empowerment, inspiration, and internet magic. Yeah, I said it, internet magic. Today, I'm gonna say the word woman, not woman, quite a bit. I am talking with the two goddesses behind the group of the same name, spelled W-O-M-B-Y-I-N. And let me tell you, it gets really, really fiery. Let me introduce you. Dina Lockridge is an empress, a mother, a lover, a photographer, an artist, a poet, a muse, a tarot gypsy, a truth activist, a moon mystic, a sorcerer, an Aquarius, and of course, a feminine feminist. High Priestess Jessie Covets is a wife, musician, producer, DJ, writer, jewelry craftswoman, garden enthusiast, heart thinker, gypsy spirit, Gemini, and one love feminist. Both women are former New Yorkers who live in the LA area, and Jessie Covets has a band called True Violet, which you'll be hearing um, a little bit of one of her new songs throughout the podcast. And Dina is a multi-talented artist. So maybe you guys can take me through uh, the definition and how you pronounce and spell uh, your group. Absolutely. So the etymology of the word is based on creating it to be feminine in the sense that it removes the patriarchal connotation to it. So um, as a mother and a passionate um, woman about birthing, I love the idea of the womb, which represents um, the interior where anything is formed. And as an artist, I also love that because that's such a huge part of how things are created. And so it is this encapsulated space that is symbolic um, and a part of the, the, the whole notion of giving birth to something, whatever that may be. Um, right, it could be so many different things. Yeah, the creativity of it all. And then yin is the, the dichotomy from the, the, the yang, which is the masculine. And so I love the idea of adding that in because it's the, it is the female counterpart. It's the, the feminine portal, the, the receptivity that, um, that just embraces the, the notion of this togetherness and um, softness, yet very strong. A lot of thought went into this. <laughs> I love it. So was this mostly your kind of um, conception here in terms of branding with, the, with this name? It was, yeah. I came up with it years ago, actually, because, um, I mean, I've been studying feminism and gender studies, and um, my background is philosophy and debate and um, philosophy of religion. And I, I've always found it so interesting that so many of the words, I mean, I, my passion, too, is etymology, the origin of words, and especially Latin. Um, so I, in studying all of this, I thought how beautiful to create a word that doesn't have the word man in it. And yes. that's not I at all. I mean, I have the most amazing father. My husband is my hero, my brother. I, I This is nothing about anti-male. It's just more so including this beautiful feminine aspect where we can't even have a word without the word man in it. 
Right. So um, I just love that notion of um, creating that kind of word that represents the beautiful symbolism of, of, of the feminine. And um, women for a long time have been spelling it W-O-M-B-Y-N. Yeah. I've always thought that's so interesting that no one before has put the I in, which is the, the feminine aspect of that, again, the yin and yang. So I just added a vowel. <laughs> Sometimes all you have to do is add a vowel. Um, but I know with your origin story and of your friendship in general, um, Dina, you kind of reached out to Jesse at first and you had this sort of dream scenario in your mind. I wonder like what you felt the partnership between you guys was going to create or what you hoped it would create and why you reached out to this particular friend that you admired. And I just wonder, cause I, I think it says a lot about female friendships and about the way we co- we can collaborate yeah. and see strength in each other. Definitely. Definitely. So, um, to answer that, Jesse and I met about six years ago now. Mm-hmm. And the moment we met, you, you know those moments where you just, you meet this being and it's as if you've known each other. I mean, there's just this kindred connection. And I have always been drawn to extremely genuine, powerful women that are, that are just uh, authentically confident, um, whether they were born that way or they rose to be that way and mastered, you know, whatever suffering or Much fractures like they have. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And so um, we just, when we met, she was performing at a friend's house here in Topanga, and um, her uh, an acquaintance said, oh, you have to meet this girl and my love of music. And so um, we ended up just having this, I mean, the first conversation we ever had was just, we could have gone on for hours. So there was this <laughs> instant, instant um, uh, familiarity that was just so beautiful between us. And I loved her strength and her ambition and her unapolog- unapologetic ways of moving through her art, which um, I resonate with as an artist and photographer myself. And so um, when this came about, I had initially shared it with Jesse. I said, I want to create this movement. You know, I want to... Um, use this word and find a way, which is now our tagline, inspiring women, inspiring women, um, to, you know, for the young girls coming up to have some sort of beautiful aspiration to look to and inspiration. And Jessie right away, I mean, I didn't even finish talking about it. She's like, I'm on board. I love it. And so it's been actually in April, it'll be a year that we really started working. I mean, we work often and a lot to create this from the ground up. Jessie is beautiful web designer, so I kind of gave her the idea of what I want to do, and then she manifested this beautiful site. And then from there, we started reaching out to these incredible photographers and artists and poets and musicians. And um, with the, with her amazing work, oh, there's a there's a truck going by. Ah, that's all right. All right. Okay. okay. It's real life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Real life truck. There's no filters on this Yo, podcast. Commercial, commercial break. Awesome. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. So um, with her passion for music and the way that she is so ambitious with her own music, it also just really flowed beautifully because when she's out and about and meeting and greeting people, it's a wonderful opportunity to share and really create this beautiful tribe of women that happens organically, which 
Yeah, I go out all the time with my band. I play shows. I network with people all the time. And now, because of this beautiful idea that she brought to me, I'm able to find females and have, like, a not awkward conversation (laughs) and be like, listen, I want to support you. Like, you could be a part of this. This is, like, incredible. You have to meet my partner like yourself and, like, many other people we both have reached out to. And it's this constant, like collaborative that her and I have and I think it's amazing but continue sorry no oh, no I want to get actually on that I want to talk about was it was it awkward or flattering or how did you feel when you were first approached by Dina as another powerful woman coming to you and saying hey I want to work with you like what was your first reaction and do you have have you had really positive reactions with collaborating with women in the past I just think I was so emotional and grateful that she came to me with this because I respect her so much as a woman, as a mother, and as a sister. And I just was so honored that she even brought her beautiful new newborn idea of creativity to me. So I was so inspired and emotional, to be completely honest, as a girl would say. Yeah. Um, There's you know, something I- touching about female relationships that are not guarded or... Um, superficial and I think you can tell when somebody comes to you in that like real you know vulnerable state of like hey this is my baby I want to share it with you let's work together but I think it might be rare for a lot of women and I think that's something that a lot of women struggle with so I just wonder and I have a question also just as a as a female musician I feel like there's been lovely amazing incredible experiences I've had with other female musicians on stage but there's also been times where there's been more of this like guarded combativeness or it almost feels like a masculine energy that comes into it um and I just wonder do you feel like you're at a point where you're just surrounded by all of this positivity and it feels like that or do you feel like you're you do struggle against some of that weirdness I mean I don't know how to say it. it's like it's a man's the stage is a man's world still you know I get you totally. Um, you know, it's just, it's this funny thing. Over the over the years, um, I have become very unapologetic because of the incredible women in my life, like Dina and the girls in my band. Um, so naturally, have weeded out those insecurity, those insecure people from my life. But I have had many experiences with women with the the cattiness and and the backstabbing, uh, you know, talk behind your back in the music industry, which is really sad because. I'm very, I love being with and working with women, which is why I'm in an all-girl band. Um, but I, I found just on my base, on my own perception and opinion, that women f- tend to overcompensate because of the unfortunate uh, separation, right. segregation with men. So Maybe they, it's overcompensating that I'm feeling sometimes. Yeah, they want to bond with men, so they bash on other women and mm. feel empowered by other men. I mean, I've seen this firsthand from many people. Um, but luckily now I think over the years with all the women coming together, I mean, we still find our separations cause we're all human. We all have differences no matter male or female. Um, but I have found that there is a, a huge body of collaborative and receptive and amazing women that have joined our tribe and mm-hmm. just together. Yes. And separately. So it's really nice. And I can feel that like your tribe is very different and everybody has a lot of authenticity and has very different vibes and music and art and everything is just very individual, but there is a uniting, um, essence of camaraderie that is really evident and it feels real. So that's cool. It's not like a superficial thing. Like you can say girl power all day long, but 
I feel like I could reach out to either of you and say, let's do a podcast or let's um, collaborate in some fashion. And I don't feel like I would get that like 12 day later, like response. that's like, Oh, I didn't get your email. Like, you know, I just feel like there's, there's definitely, it's you guys. I mean, that's, what's anchoring this is your partnership is strong. Your partnership is strong. So this is a question for both of you guys. I feel like the internet is really a scary and sketchy place sometimes. And when you get an email like I got from you guys that one day, it feels magical. It feels like something just fell out of the sky and it's full of love. And you get this sense that the internet isn't so shady and that there is this sort of altruistic way we can be on the internet. And I wonder how you guys make the internet more magical in your day-to-day lives. Um, Is it by, you know, putting gratitude out there or reaching out to people that maybe wouldn't expect it. And also how do you, like, what is your criteria in terms of who you pull into your tribe and like, who are the people that you want to surround yourself with and like what resonates with you guys when you're doing that? Well, one of my, one of my favorite quotes that I live by is shoot for the moon because you might hit the stars. (laughs) And I just love that. And I teach that to my two young daughters and, um, I love this question because there is so much anger and hatred and um, divisiveness more more than ever. And I I speak to my elders and I ask them, was it like this? And I think, you know, one of the resounding responses, especially from someone like my father, says, you know, the problem right now is that we have social media that we didn't have back then. So there is this way to um, hide behind a screen and spew this kind of negativity and hatred. Um, It's something that I'm very conscious of, but I approach this project of Woman with Jesse as I approach not only my art, but my life. And I am extremely intent on my sovereignty. I focus, you know, I just sent this to a friend of mine saying, I cannot manage anyone's expectations, only my intentions. And I think part of what's gone on in this kind of crazy vortex of this life right now is that we have just lost our intuition. We have um, dulled it, dumbed it down to a place where men, women, you name it, uh, is just kind of disconnected from that intuition and and what someone's in, intention can be from that. I mean, we you can't do anything without offending someone, even if your heart's in the right place. And so it's something that's very hard. I mean, you could write a lyric that someone says, well, we find that to be so-and-so. I mean, the other thing that I live by is I'm pretty unapologetic about this, is that because I know my uh, my heart is pure and true, and my intentions, especially behind this project with with Jesse, is just such a portal of love and magic. I mean, it's it's about positivity. It's about coming together. And to kind of backtrack a little bit to your la- your last question about um, women in music, perhaps, but just women in general. I mean, I like to make it very clear. I am a hardcore feminist, but that does not mean I love and adore all women. I <laughs> I mean, I really do want to make that clear because I believe, you know, in studying archetypes and all of these these different aspects of the psychological um, inside of the mind and heart, especially, I believe so many women live in their shadow. I mean, we've all dealt with the jealousy and the cattiness and the moods, and I'm 41 right now. And so for me, like, if you haven't gotten your shit together and you can't 
keep your drama out of other people's lives. Like I've worked on myself. I've done the work. I'm not now going to do the work for you too. So I think that it would, the idea of being in this beautiful world, imagine if wherever you went, you were surrounded by people that were whole, that, that really <laughs> healed their fractures and Imagine what an interaction at a grocery store would be like, you know, on, on a stage for me in a studio dealing with all the egos that I can deal with. You know, I think that um, the magic lies in the heart and that's really how I approach my life and my art. When I, when I paint a, um, a picture, I, I'm not thinking about how is the world going to receive this. Who's not going to like it? I mean, it is an unabashed, organic, complete flow through me. I love that you said flow. Yeah, just (laughs) flow, really, just a a, a divine flow that you're just like, I'm similarly to what I'm sure when you create music, you're, you're, you, all of our art is born from our experiences, you know? Um, some of the most beautiful poems I ever wrote was when I was suicidal, you know? This this idea of that tormented artist, you know? We all have that. I think for me, I live my life really knowing that everyone's suffering. You know, we all have the same struggles. And going back to woman and um, the beautiful compliment you gave about the diversity, I mean, that's, that is, the utmost important thing for me with this project. Um, I, I, from New York, um, you you can't be in New York City and not be surrounded by various cultures and diversity. That is so ingrained in me, and it's so important that we represent this amazing cross culture, gender difference, uh, sexual preference, um, atheism, theists, whatever it may be, that we all come together for this common good, which is this beautiful uprising, I think, that's happening right now with with women in a new way. And so, yes, um, I just, I have mastered, again, at 41, just being so intent and aim, aiming just to eradicate the negativity um, being aware of it. But how do you do that on the internet? Like everything you're saying, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. I, like I herbal essence it. commercial. I'm just like, yes. Like, I love it. I love it. But what you are doing is so magical. You, how are you doing this on the internet? Cause you're doing it. Um, I'm, we're doing it because how are you doing it? How are we doing how it? How are you we're translating the, that how organic it feels to just be an artist and to be sharing and to be pulling people in and being inclusive and like, well, we're not charging them. <laughs> and every, you know, as a musician we get is, Hey, we want to make your career amazing. We want to put you on a feature book for ten ninety nine a month. Mm-hmm. No, we want to get people to come together and just be cool and just be a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, and we're genuine about it. So we're going on the internet with genuine intent, which goes with everything that she just said. In, a, in just a straightforward arrow shot at, well, this person's awesome. Let's hit them up and let's see if they want to be a part of it. So we're using what could be used in such a negative way, which is pretty much anything and everything in life could be used good or bad. Mm. Um, and we're taking advantage of it in a good way. But I know what you're saying, though. I think part of the question, too, is kind of addressing the vulnerability. Yes. You know, I think there is a vulnerability that right. exists whenever you create art in general and then multiply that by 
having a partner and then creating literally a community where you're bringing people in. It's so, big. It's chaotic. I don't know how you're, you're doing it. <laughs> and you know what, love? I think the way Jesse and I approach it is here is our intention. Here is our beautiful birthing of what we're creating. It, do you resonate with it? If not, peace, one love, be on your way. Um, and if you do, Dude, you are you are embarking on a tribe that genuinely just supports whether it's spoken word or imagery or uh, you know we're going to be having female directors soon. We're adding a new section of that. Just anyone that's aligned with uplifting, no matter gender, again, sexual preference, ethnicity, men, chill, whoever yeah. wants to be a part and is aligned yeah. with this, that's who we're attracting to. Exactly. And I can speak for me and certainly I think Jesse on this is that um, we don't have time for the negativity. There is way too much beauty. There is way too much art to be made. There are way too many beautiful, powerful messages that need to be heard. And again, my background is debate. So if it happens, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, bring it because there's... Uh, and at the same time, you want to quell perhaps any controversy, but you also don't want to feed it. Uh, feed it. You just don't want to feed it. I don't want to marinate um, in the negativity. It's so easy. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I read the news and my husband's like, please stop because I get so passionate and upset. But it, one has to come to this place where you... Um, you access and allow the beauty and the magic and then you say no. And another one of my favorite quotes of all time is creation comes when you learn to say no. You know, you, you whether it's a canvas or um, a, a rhythm you're creating, it comes from the editing. And so I think that's how I approach my life and my art and this project with Jesse is we just edit out what doesn't serve this beautiful project. And how do we do that? I mean, I block people. If there's right. someone that says something negative, and that is the beauty of the internet too. You can have these trolls that have something trolls. negative to say, mm -hmm. which is still even the word troll is just I love it. even it's say. So funny. But even if you have that, you know, you access your power in, in that way. And I'm, I am always open to hearing everybody's point of view. I mean, I think that's the beauty of of the internet. Of the internet is we, we yeah. do have all of these, this access to all of this amazing uh, perspectives and point of view, but that doesn't mean that I have to allow it. This is this is ours, and if someone isn't aligned with it, then go create your own. Right. That's kind of Anti-woman. I like that. Go create your own. It's like, that's a great way to say speak to the hand. You're just like, oh, this isn't resonating with you? Go create your world. It's true, right. and one of the things, you know, uh, uh, to to you know illustrate a point on that it's like I, I say this often like I'm I'm a hardcore atheist as well I mean my best friend is a born again Christian has been you know she's been my best friend Which for twenty years and anyway. you know <laughs> and she's a feminist professor now she, I would never I mean there's often you know Bible posts and things like that I would never in my wildest dreams okay take it upon myself or feel the urge or need to go and say anything negative to her or any of my other theist friends. Right. It, I would never do that. So the idea that people do that in my Aquarius being is beyond me how people could be so um, callous and 
um, cruel is just, I cannot fathom it. So when it happens, it's, you definitely get that solar plexus sting, like, ouch, ooh, that kind of hurt. But then I'm a phoenix, man. I just rise up. <laughs> the thing is, we're not about segregation of any sort. Even, like she said earlier, just wanted to reiterate, anyone who wants to be aligned with the vision. When we say, oh, well, then start your own thing. I mean, we don't mean that in a way of, well, if you're not a part of this, you're not, you yes. know, forget you. It's we, not that we, you can't sit with us right, kind of thing. Right. Literally, anyone can be a part of this. It's just we are honoring the celebration of life, the womb, and the woman. And that is as simple as that, which we think, all came from. I think what makes you guys a little bit different, too, is just the women inspiring women part, where it's like, it's not just about we're inspiring. We're taking the energy and saying, hey, put it into somebody else. You put it into somebody else. You put it into somebody else. And I think passing it on and making it about how we're all pushing that movement forward instead of just like, oh, we're so inspiring. Here's some inspiring quotes or yes, I'm and- so inspiring. You know, it really has to get pushed forward. Mm-hmm. And I also have one, one more question yeah. <laughs> before we get on another tangent. You guys are both so um, multifaceted as people. Um just in your lives, but also all the creative pursuits that you guys do. And this is a personal question for me, actually, because I feel like I need to work on this. And that is, how do you guys both do so many different things from um, web design and music and photography and painting and all and all the things you guys do? Mm. Um, how do you do that and not give too little to each project and still feel like you're fulfilled like how are you doing so many different things and feel like you're fulfilled yeah please that's a hard one this is a this is going to help all of us I think um my other business partner because we have we're multifaceted people um (laughs) just told me this yesterday that um the average millionaire has seven projects that he or she is doing at a time Mm. so I think it's possible for all of us to accept that we might be a millionaire because we're multifaceted. <laughs> Just go for it. <laughs> anyway, in a, in a light note. But, but do you struggle? Do you struggle with feeling like maybe you could be putting more energy into one project or how do you, and I hate this idea of balance. It's so stupid. Like there's no balance. I mean, I love balance, but there's no way to balance your life. Like you can't multitask. It's not a thing. Throw two children into it. I love this question too, because this has been something that I, I've been so cognizant of my entire life because I never just did one thing. You know, when I was little, I loved art, but I also loved the clarinet and I loved ballet and, you know, I'd hear this focus. I think for me, my parents always encouraged me to follow your heart, you know, and I think that's what it comes down to. I, there are certain things in life that you almost could not breathe if you didn't do them. Right. If, you know, my, my fine art fulfills a part of me that my photography doesn't. My motherhood fulfills a part of me that none of the other creative projects do. There's, um, I had this wonderful reading with Carolyn Miss. I don't know if you know her. She's a, an amazing author, medical intuitive. Years ago when I used to go to all these wild lectures and she actually picked me out of a crowd and I was saying, I actually asked the exact same question. I was 20 years old and I was sitting in this audience at the Oxygen Studios in Manhattan and she said, what are you struggling with? And I said, to be honest, I said, I love so many things. I don't know where to put my focus. I feel like 
we're so programmed to believe that you have to have this one thing and then you, you know, you go to school and then you go to graduate school and you right. pursue that and whatever it is. And I said, I don't have that particular thing. I have so many um, different things and I'm feeling overwhelmed with having to decide and make a choice. And she sat back, I'll never forget, and she laughed and she said, I love this about what you're saying about the programming because that's all that it is. She looked at me so strong. She's a, she's a force, this woman, if you've ever seen her lecture or speak. And she pointed at me so close and she said, you are all the spokes in the wheel. You do not on. You are, she's like, you are a woman, yes? I said, yes. She said, you are a daughter, yes? I said, yes. She said, you are a sister? I said, yes. She said, do you want to be a mother one day? I said, yes. She said, you are an artist. You are, you do not have to choose one and fuck anyone that tells you that you do. So I think that's to one point of your question. The yeah. second is then how do you actually create that so-called balance in your life? I mean, the thing is, and I've said this also for a long time, I think this whole notion and um, illusionary image that um, these women that do it all, I think it's bullshit. And I know because I have friends that run or CEOs of companies that are females and have children Something suffers. Some, something does. You cannot. I mean, I think once we embrace that shadow or that truth, you realize that you cannot truly do it all. So yes. what, is, what is the genuine priority there? And that's not to be judged. You know, some of my female business women just, they, they're better mothers because they work. You right. know, my, one of my best friends said to me, I am a better mother because I am a, in a vocation that I love. So when I am with my children, I am fulfilled. There's not this void. And so on that same notion, there is this, um, this, uh, this kind of utopian ideal of superwoman, wonder woman that we have to break down into reality. And love, I think the answer is it's, it's, it's completely imperfect. There are... Uh, numerous days of meltdowns and frustrations and impatience and rushing. And, you know, I just wrote to my friend last night when I'm working, I'm wishing I was with my kids. When I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about all the things I have to do with work. And I think that is just a natural process of it all. Um, but like I was saying in the beginning, there are certain things you, one couldn't live without doing. It's like breathing. I could my life would not feel the same if I did not have my fine art, my photography, and my family. It just, I need all of those. And so to answer your question, I mean, I know for me, again, at 41 years old, it is just um, a constant practice of mastering that balance and not having this unrealistic idea that one day I'm going to wake up and it's all just going to fit and I'm yeah. going to be so energetic and I'm going to be able to accomplish all my photo shoots and the edits of that and work on women and and once you allow that expectation to just dissipate peace comes right because you find a way to realistically create a schedule. Jesse and I have our schedule with women. I know when I book my shoots. I know then I have days to edit this. Uh, my day ends when my girls are home. I am with my girls. Yeah. You know, I am, what about you, Jesse? There's, there's, well, it's going to agree. It's agreeing with everything she said, but more practically put, I think how I handle it 
and how we handle it too, um, we have Google calendars and we set times for things like meetings and I allow myself uh, um, in my notes the priorities of everything I need to do. I have a day note and then I have a fucking month note. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you break it down in, in a very um, methodical, practical way. Scheduling things, I always, on Sunday, I'm like, okay, when can you meet? We meet Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tony, when can you meet? Girls, when can we practice? Like, everything is scheduled. And I'm okay with that. Because, one, my husband tours all the time, and he also is a musician, and he doesn't require much from me, um, which is per perfect, because ideally, I would be single for life, and just live on my ambition and my friendship. <laughs> You know, I, I could be that guy or girl, but, um, you know, that and then just organizing shit yeah. as much as you can. But how she said it is like, it's never going to be perfect. So right. accept perfect. that and then also being honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like we just have, like we just had a meeting about, you know, our partnership and working things out on a practical way with whatever it is that we had to do business wise. And we're just honest with each other. Okay, well. I have true violet. Okay, cool. So this is what I need from you. This is what I can do. Awesome. Done. Yeah. I feel like having a band is like having a million like husbands or wives and they're both. And, um, emotions it, and personalities and it's an octopus. And it's an emotional octopus. Um, do you practice, um, weekly and also, do you have any practical um, advice just as a musician? Because I do talk a lot about music on this podcast. As a musician, do you have any um, practical advice on creating a lot of, um, like, output, whether that's with songwriting, with booking tours, like, whatever you're trying to focus on? Do you, how do you motivate yourself to get to those, to those goals or the, those milestones? Or do you not really worry about it in that sense? The most genuine piece of advice I was given and I would love to pass on because it has helped me tremendously over the past year is networking is key. You cannot be the hermit musician that you want to be. You have to go out and you have to meet people and you have to be the face of your brand constantly every single day, every second of the day and pushing yourself even more to go to these venues and go to these places and look up on social media, which is one of the benefits of yeah. who, who do I like? Who are they following? What venues do they play? And, and showing up at these people's shows and, and just being a part of the unit and the circuit. I think no matter what advice I can give you or anyone, that's the best piece of advice because it has helped me. Like I said, book the best shows, give myself a worth because of the associations that I've made. I've been able to say no to venues and, and clubs and, and not be ashamed and be unapologetic about it um, because we deserve the time and, and the, the um, recognition from on stage and off stage as a musician in the right place, in the right setting. I got tired of playing these hole in the wall things that my shit would get stolen or people would not fucking, they would like boo us off the stage or no one would show up because it's such a, a shitty place. But because a, a friend of a friend said that I need to play here, you know, like I'm not, I have my own opinions now because I've become so intimately involved with the music community in LA, outside of LA. You what, know? I hear, what I hear you're saying is that you like showed up. Like exactly. you didn't just talk about it. You showed up physically and like exactly. you showed up as your, as your authentic self. I wonder if both of you have struggled with showing up in that way. And if that was ever hard for you and if there was a specific struggle either with this group, with women or with your individual projects where you guys had to overcome that fear of rejection or fear of showing up and being 
you know, booed off the stage as we all have. I mean, I've definitely experienced the same um, situations that you have. And I've found a lot of saving grace and showing up and just showing up to other people. And that is, that helps so much. Like when you say networking, that's what you mean, right? Like showing up to other people, giving them value and playing. And it has to be genuine, you know, yeah. I just go to a show that I, I'm not going to enjoy or, you know what I mean? Like, and I have friends and not to be like an ass, but like we all have our particular taste in music. Like, I've been to some pretty hardcore shows, like, what's going on here? Or just, like, you right. know, at beginning stages of friend musicians, I'm like, oh, man. Like, yeah. And then they ask my advice, and I'm like, I got to show up here. Right. Like, like, well, I think that's what people think networking is. It's like a chore. It's like taking your vitamins. It's this, like, you right. know being inauthentic but really the way you guys both approach it and especially you it seems like you're more out into the uh, the art scene and the I shows kids. no kids <laughs> yeah no. I'm, I'm 20 years older than her too. <laughs> I, I, I i've been there and done that but yeah exactly, exactly i'm there and you're there and you're there but to to work with your intention of inspiring others and not just being inspiring how would you suggest people that aren't where we are in terms of the confidence and the self-awareness to do that? How did you guys get over that struggle? Did you guys struggle with that? Did you guys ever feel freaked out or too too ashamed or scared to do what you do now? Um, I would say that I, you know, I was a very shy, observant little girl. Um, and like most people that have had this experience, I was bullied, you know, terribly by girls in middle school. I mean, just awful, just brutal. And I remember it was, I would come home crying every day for two years because I, I was so nice and shy and I didn't understand why I was the target, but it was of course, because the boys liked me and I was the new girl at one point. Um, and so that gave me such insight into the shadow of woman again. And I was intent, and not that I could articulate or even say that this was what I was doing consciously, but I was intent on becoming a kind, ridiculously strong woman (laughs) that would never allow that kind of energy in my life anymore. And that kind of hit me, like I would say, at 13. 13 came and I... I mean, I've been this way for a long time. I joke that my seven-year-old... There's a helicopter. There's a helicopter. (laughs) Organic podcast. (laughs) Um, Hang on. Um, But I joke, you know, that my my seven-year-old Sage, I call her Beyonce. You know, she was born... She's me at seven now. I have a chicken named Beyonce. I just want you to know that. (laughs) love it. I love it. Love her. But I think that, you know, so taking those early struggles and seeing how, I mean, that's a harsh reality at a young age to see how cool people can be. And I think it's one of those wake up calls where you're, you know, you're born into this world and whatever your family environment is like, you just again, that kind of solar plexus hurt where you can't believe people can be so cruel and mean. And, um, I was distraught by it. 
but I became the phoenix from it. I mean, it is, it, I am so grateful for all the suffering in my life because it has made me so fucking strong. And that, that little girl that was shy is now still kind, but don't fuck with me. Right. Just know who I am. I know what I've been through. Again, I know where my heart and my intentions are. Um, so I'm pretty unapologetic about my path and, and, and how I approach it. And that's kind of, I mean, how I, it bleeds into my art and photography. Were there pop culture um, people in your life or on TV or on the radio or whatever that, you, that helped you get out of that when you were being bullied? I mean, did you look up to certain people? Madonna was my, Madonna, I say, raised me. I mean, yes. <laughs> Madonna was similar to my mother in the, in the sense of that, that strength and empowerment. My mother is a force. She's a very confident, strong woman. Um, but Madonna changed my life. Um, her, her audacity. I loved her audacity. I loved her controversy. I loved her power, her voice and her intelligence. I mean, that's the other thing. I mean, we're talking about creativity, intelligent, these intelligent women that are so profound and strong. And I think for me, uh, that's where I found my voice was through my knowledge. I still read two to three books a week. I have since I was 12 years old, and it's all nonfiction. I study, 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 study. I will not stop. I am the internal student, and I've taken from all of these different beautiful texts to be able to find kind of a philosophical formula that's ever-changing and growing but works for me. Um, but Madonna, and it was great because I had a friend that worked at MTV years ago in New York, and I was 21, and I got to interview her. And I'll actually, I'll send you that Carson Daly was the host. And <gasps> no! It was funny because I was a big hippie in high school, and um, I got her to say right on, and my all my friends had seen, they're like, you got Madonna to say What right phase on. of Madonna are we talking here? This is like late 90s sex Madonna? It was the American Revolution tour, or okay. American, the American Life tour. What was uh, the hit at the time? It was, um, um, it was, it wasn't her best, to be honest, <laughs> um, but it was where she was in the beret, which is funny, yes. I was wearing this since I was seven years old, too. Um, I forget which song was it, actually. But it was after, like, the S&M video that was all sexy. It was well, the cornrows? No, 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 even, um, <laughs> a little bit before that, even. <sighs> yeah, it was a little bit before then. It was America, the American Life Tour. I'll send you the clip. Okay, so okay. Um, but she rock the Madonna. My husband loves Madonna. And oh. um, I listened to some old Madonna the other day and I was just like, you know what? Her singing is not even that good. Like, <laughs> I don't mean that in a bad way. Like, I just mean it in like a punk way. Like she was so punk. Like she had a, her intelligence and her sex appeal and her personality just came through her voice. Right. Like yeah. almost like how Cindy yeah. Lauper just had this like juju that came out, yeah. even though you'd be like Cindy Lauper, not necessarily the best singer in the world. Not necessarily yeah. the a model, not necessarily like the, a crazy dancer like Janet Jackson, but yeah, Madonna, man, she has her her. It's all hanging out there. That was her oh, success. Completely, her and, vulnerability and, was her success. Exactly, I agree. And, and her power to stand up to the forces. I mean, that that alone is what I resonate with most in women. I love the female forces in this world. I remember learning about Gloria Steinem when I was 11. It changed my life. There were these prolific women that just 
had this voice that they 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 tuned out the noise. They again, editing. We're coming yeah, back edit- to editing again. Yes. Exactly. Editing out what, and, and, and it's not, um, an exclusion either. It's, um, it's, it's that your heart and mind are so focused on a purpose and a cause that is for, you know, I have one love tattooed on me that is for that one loveness where, and not in, you know, a kumbaya way, but where we can all get together and you, you find those that you resonate with that create tribe. And I think, Editing makes a book better or an album better. It makes the world better. It's not necessarily like an exclusion, but just mm-hmm. releasing the stuff that is not necessary, right? Exactly. What about for you? I mean, did you have any other like pop culture references or people that you now? I'm just having so much fun thinking about Madonna. Now I want to know like <laughs> what did I'm Jesse grow up with? Different. Um, <laughs> I'm a huge diehard Mumford and Sons lover. I cannot. It's and that comes with uh, his. Uh, Marcus Mumford's poetry and lyric it's just it's stunning and it's it's always been a puzzle and it's incredible um, as a any inspiration as a female or someone that makes me the artist who I am no one I, I, I find pieces in everyone that I love and I just take I absorb it all but I just I'd have to say that's very Mumford. millennial of you uh, <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. Love yeah, it. I love it. love it. To take a little bit of references from everybody. That's why millennials get shit on. They're like, they have no reverence for one thing. And it's like, well, that's what makes millennials cool. Like, they get to pull from all the references. And exactly. maybe that's fine. Yeah. It's 2018. Right. Nothing's new. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Um, that's so funny you say that. But, I like, with my band, we practice three times a week. And right now we're just focusing on the record and our record is just this, it, it's, it's, a, it's got focus, but it's eclectic in, in, uh, it's vulnerability and sensations. I can't really explain it, but I'm really excited. It'll be out in the summer. So yay. What's it called? <laughs> it's well, it's called, um, magic. Love it. about what you look for or what resonates with you when you're thinking of who you're pulling into the tribe and who you want to surround yourself with and to bolster your cause well I, I can speak for me when I say I really as an artist I look for things and it's of course all subjective but things that really move me if I'm perusing poets on Instagram do I feel it can I relate is it is it is it moving that's also just beyond me is this something that I feel is like a, an, um, a kind of a universal truth? How do you know? Do you, where do you feel it in your body? Uh, I just, there is a, I think truth just, when it's truth, you just, there is this visceral feeling that just comes over your body. I think it's, for me, it's heart chakra and my mind gets illuminated. It kind of, my mind feels like it opens a bit and my heart gets warm and there's just, um, and there's so many beautiful female poets out there now there that are, are just, just emoting their, uh, their hearts. And I just get overwhelmed with how beautiful. And some of these girls are so young. And I love that these girls are so young and have this access to their vulnerability and their hurts and their strengths and also the power in them. And some of these girls are, I mean, they're young. And yeah. it's really, insp- that's inspiring to me too. So inspiration is another. Am I inspired reading this? Mm, yeah. 
I'm looking for photographers. Um, I have a certain aesthetic that I love, which is kind of color. But even if I don't, even if it's not something, let's say I would even hang on my wall. Do is the artist tapping into something, a story or a feeling that needs to be felt or heard? And I, it's kind of difficult to describe because I, it's it 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 is such a personal feeling. But um, I mean, I've chosen quite a few photographers that might not even be of you know that I might not resonate again. I might not hang on my wall, but I feel like whew, they've got a story to tell, and I want to be a forum for them to be able to share their work. Um, so it's not what it's not is it's not a place where. It's completely the Jesse and Dina archive of our subjective view of what art should be. Right. Well, we go outside the boundaries. I mean, just constantly, you know, we're constantly going back and forth, sending each other things and um, looking for, there's something you just feel, again, I think for us, accessing our intuition too. I think that's why we've had such a beautiful response from so many women that like you, which I'm so grateful that you said that it means so much to us yes. that you felt so happy receiving that. Like that, that warms me because and your response was like, oh, just so I mean, then like, that's what we appreciate that. <laughs> it's so beautiful because that's the whole part of it is like here, you know, where we're offering this, would you like to be a part of this? And, um, there's not one kind of verification at all. It's just, uh, being on the search and having feeling that feeling that arises when you feel like wow this this girl this woman this person needs to tell this story and that's how I feel when I'm out and I see bands and they're female musician in the band or I'm playing with them or the singer or whatever I'm like whoa I need to talk to this person and it it has given me such access to encourage to be able to unawkwardly if that's even a word um, speak to these women that inspire me when I go out or when, when we just find them online like you. And then the more millennial response is hashtags, you know, like feminist musician or feminist, like, and then I'll like, personally I'll, I'll look and I'll be like, let me see about these people. Like, what are they, what's their vibe? You know? So I love your dual generational situation here. It's almost too perfect. Yeah. Like you need to find like a 13 to 17 year old to complete the circle. Yeah, we are. We're actually, we're, we're, we have a whole, we're, this, we're in the process right now of, of getting a bunch of people to be a part of this, to kind of do the seeking as well. And yes, even younger than Jess to, um, to kind of access that, that younger generation as well, for sure. Right. Do you want to talk about the festival a little bit? I know you can't say too much, but um, there, obviously it's important that all these ideas become real and people meet face to face and that it, ideas are exchanged in a human world as well yeah. as the internet, which is fun, but. Yeah. I mean, that's that, the, the beauty of it is, so we have this, you know, this, uh, this kind of portal portal online where we're able to access all of these, these beautiful people to, to help grow this artistic community. But the ultimate goal, um, it started off with this actually the, the, the ultimate goal, which is we're building this woman festival. Um, um, Lilith fair was a huge inspiration of mine. I mean, I grew up with Sarah McLaughlin, Tori Amos is another, you asked me earlier, who are my heroes? Mm -hmm. Like Tori Amos. I mean, Ani DeFranco, um, Indigo girls. I mean, that is, I was at the prime of my teenage years when that went on. I saw Lilith fair about six times. Um, I just that must have been crazy back then not to make it sound like it was that far away but 
Yeah, was, that must have been such a, a sea change, you know? It was, and it was wonderful to see, you know, again, the audience, men, women, all this diversity, but just with the focus of getting this feminine female power out there, um, with these heartfelt songs that so many young girls around the world could resonate with. I mean, Tori was saying things that no one was saying, you know, um, sucking all these years. You asked, you know, earlier to backtrack, you, you know, how did you come to kind of the strength within yourself? I mean, that I think is the epitome of what so many girls flourish into women from that song you know you you are you're this silent little seed and then you begin to blossom and you once you find your voice you cannot shut it down I mean and whatever that voice is for you and that's what's beautiful about the world is we all have our, our, our different voices to share but um so yes so the woman festival will be um this beautiful ongoing um collaboration with female musicians and creating a whole atmosphere around art and will it be in the LA area or can you say it will be in California cool yes so big sir then oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> no not big sir but you're you're tuning into the ocean part of it because as an Aquarius and I think part of the beautiful part and of rising even and rising Aquarius <laughs> but even the beautiful part of um you know, using the word womb in our, in our name is like that whole idea of the ocean, the things that are born, you know, I love that babes are living in water for this whole time. So for me, when I thought of, you know, I thought of the Coachellas and stuff and um, uh, the desert, it did, no, it just does not resonate with me. So I thought, where can I find... pass out from deprivation of water. No, and there's something really beautiful. I mean, Lilith Fair was oftentimes at Jones Beach in, uh, in New York, which is, you know, this gorgeous amphitheater on, on the, on the water. Yeah, We're so, both New Yorkers up in here. So it's this beautiful so place. So to be able to have the water element um, yeah. was is super crucial. So yes, you're tuning into the water, but no, it will not be big, sir. <laughs> yeah, those campsites, you have to get that like two years in advance. I'm lucky. I live quite near, so I can... And there was a mudslide or a bridge that fell over, so we oh, kind of get our own little, like... My, my daughter, Sage Moon, was, was conceived in Big Sur. Ooh. Way to go. That's the sexiest <laughs> yeah. place to have a baby, or to make a baby. <laughs> I mean, come on now. Sunset over Big Sur. That's the sexiest place by far. <laughs> With Madonna on the... Exactly. Oh my gosh. Like a virgin. <laughs> I was thinking more like like a prayer. Because <laughs> that one's just uh, sensual. Um, how can people get involved? And do you encourage people to just reach out to you via Instagram? How, where d does your voice live the most? I would say probably Instagram. Instagram is our strongest presence okay. and it's growing and it's been great because we now have, I think, 30 musicians. We have about, mm -hmm. and we're about to upload a, a ton more yeah, of women that we've, we've gathered into our tribe. So yeah, I would say Instagram is the best way. They can hashtag it, um, hashtag woman, and then they can visit our page, follow. And then also we have a beautiful website again that Jesse designed so beautifully. So wonderful. And about, you know, there's there's a couple of other um, female organizations that have done and are doing stuff like this, but what I love is it's not just Instagram. So anyone that's on Instagram that we um, promote and share lives live on our website. Right. And I, we love that consistency because while the, the millennial idea of this Insta 
is great. I want it to feel permanent and people can keep revisiting. And then you can keep perusing the artist. So that's what that site is really designed for so that people can continue. It's like a library of beautiful. It really is. It is gorgeous. I love the colors. Um, I love that there's a um, consistency among all of your art online and photography and your website that's very just like rich and beautiful and the website is absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. Gorgeous. Um, just wanted to say yeah. for the hashtag, um, just to reiterate, it's spelled W-O-M-B-Y-I-N for whoever's listening. So hashtag that. <laughs> and um, do you have any final thoughts or words that you'd like to um, express? Obviously, the podcast is called Sparkle and Destroy. And for me, that's about sparkling, shining, being true to yourself, and also destroying boundaries. But you can take it any way you want. Um, do you guys have advice in that vein or anything that you'd like to say to sort of tie up this beautiful, um, womb that we've been floating around in for the past 59 minutes? <laughs> do you want to say anything? Jess? Yes. Go. Um, no, no, you can go. You go first. Okay. Okay. So basically, first of all, I want to thank you. I know this is like, this is just my closing statement, really. Um, I want to thank you because sparkle and destroy is amazing um it goes with you as a human being and it resonates with us so powerfully um so i would like to sparkle today on women's international day and say that all women should stand up for what they believe in and follow their dream and destroy any negativity specifically uh for me as a producer i finally come into accepting that i am a female producer because over all the years i've had worked with a lot of men that take have taken credit for the work that I've done. So stand up for yourself, destroy that. Um, and I don't, I don't want to, I'm not bashing men, but personal, personal experience, uh, destroy any kind of that and, then uh, sparkle, sparkle your damn self and get out there. <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to Haley, not only, um, for this opportunity for sparkle and destroy. It's so great to be able to have this portal too, to just share with, more people looking for great inspiration. Um, so thank you, but also for your um, ideal response and um, the way you resonate with what we're doing. It really does mean so much to us because this is this is still in utero. A lot of this, and um, uh, it is just so uplifting and inspiring to um, to be a part of this with you and, and your reaction to it. So thank you. It's, it keeps us going. The moments like that and getting your you know your email back in the in the beginning is just what keeps us afloat so it's very serendipitous it too, is very because we didn't realize actually last week that this was um international, happy international yes. women's day and now yes. here we are and we were been trying to find a date and so i yeah we we it's both so believe funny. in the in the divine timing of Truly. everything and how it's meant to be it's perfect um but i i would say um always sparkle always do never let anyone ever dim your light ever and if that's what I hope to leave with the world is just inspiring every person I meet, whether it's someone at a grocery store or amazing musicians and artists that just always live from your heart and your light. Don't let anyone dim that and destroy any motherfuckers that get in your way. Life is too short. It is just too short. And there's, there is too much beauty, even though we're inundated with being told there's not, there is. And if you just have a hardcore focus on that, You'll just live free. You'll live in magic. 
and just everyone go out and create great art. Oh, I never think that the world hear me sing all the melodies of my heart and the rhythm of my soul. Oh, I, I could never Thank you so much for listening to episode 12 of Sparkle and Destroy podcast. I'm Haley Crusher Kane, and if you want to hear more music like you just heard, go to um, wombyin.com and click on the True Violet 
link on the website. Um, that was True Violet's lovely song, So Be It. There's tons of amazing artists, music, musicians, poets, photographers, you name it, up on that website. So go ahead and check them out. And if you want to join their ranks, you can follow them um, on Twitter at W-O-M-B-Y-I-N or uh, the same name on Instagram. If you want to contact the podcast, all you have to do is email sparkleanddestroypod at gmail.com. You can follow me at Haley Crusher on Instagram. And if you want to find out more about my band and my art, you can go to www.haleyandthecrushers.com or you can go to isyourboyfriendintheband.com. As always, thank you so much for listening and being here. Um, until next time, sparkle and destroy!